Welcome to Real Estate Unscripted, where each week we connect no-nonsense, let's-get-it-done realtors and lenders from across the country who want to grow our businesses and stay motivated with timely topics and experts in our field. I'm your host, Marjorie Adam. Let's get started. Well, hello, everyone. I'm so excited today to have Kim Forst. I call her the Yoda of marketing. She is the Vice President of Marketing and Communication at Alcova. Hello, Kim. Hello, Marjorie. So we are really going to get in today more about marketing and what marketing really means and what it doesn't mean and the things that realtors do wrong and the things they do wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Lenders, you too, but we're kidding. But really, I think trying to help everyone with the pitfalls of what I think people think marketing is, which is, oh, I don't have any clients today. I'm going to do this one thing and let's try it. I think really marketing is, let me try this. Oh, I quit. So we want to really get into kind of the successes of marketing, how you need to think about marketing, give you a few strategies and tips, really have you realize that what worked 30 years ago is not necessarily what works today. And that it doesn't have to also be about just spending a ton of money. I actually think it's not. So Kim, let's get started and talk about what are some marketing challenges you think that lenders and realtors have? And everyone that's listening, let's just agree that we have challenges. We're going to just listen to what those are and we're going to grow. So what challenges do you think a lot of lenders and realtors have? Sure. I think one challenge is you're busy people. You're doing a lot. So thinking about marketing is kind of an afterthought. And the time you think about marketing is when you see your pipelines drying up. And by then, friend, it is too late. So the timing of marketing is really important and having consistency, which I will say may be another challenge to have something that you are consistently doing throughout the year is a challenge because again, you're very, very busy people and having a standard procedure may not be all of our strong suits. No, we're salespeople. So I will tell you it's not, which is also why we tend to ebb and flow in our businesses, right? Because we're all in on one thing. So I don't have any leads. I prospect, I prospect, I prospect. Oh, now that's working. And then I have to close, close, close. And then by the way, I stopped prospecting. It's the same thing with marketing. Oh, I have this idea. I'm going to implement it. Well, I'm busy now. I'm going to put that to the side. Oh, not busy now. Let me bring it back. You're exactly right. Consistency. And you also said strategically, what are we trying to accomplish? What is our plan? So let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So I have this analogy that I like to use when I'm talking about strategy, because I think it's one that everybody can relate to. So if you tell me that you want to go somewhere, I don't know what to do. I don't know how we're going to get there. And I don't know what to pack. I don't know what vehicle we're taking. I don't know what road trip music we want to hear. But if you can tell me, hey, I want to go skiing in Canada. Well, then I'm going to know, hey, that's probably better for us to fly to and we better bring our winter gear and we better bring our skis and we're going to have some super adrenaline pumping music to get there because we're going to go skiing. Conversely, if you tell me you want to go to Florida, I'm going to plan very differently. So as your marketing ally, I need to know specifically where you want to go and then I'm going to help us plan that road trip. So tell me, do you want to double your volume? Do you want to add 12 new somethings this month or 50 new somethings this month. It's very similar to working out, right? If you want to be successful in losing weight or running a marathon, you need to have a plan and some tactics and some strategies to go along with that. So if you want to run a marathon and right now you're barely getting through a mile, 
you gotta have a plan. Every person I know who is uh, successful at working out, losing weight, running a marathon, whatever, has that plan. And it's measurable goals that you do consistently. And that's where your marketing team can be your greatest team member and ally, your personal trainer, your Sherpa, however you want to think about that. We can be your consistency partner. We can come up with creative and clever ideas. And that's fun. And that's wonderful. We love to do that. That's why we got into this business. But what we can really help you do is come up with that good strategy and then stick with it. And also have the agility to roll with the punches. When something happens, sometimes you have to detour and you have to be able to switch up that plan for whatever X factor you were not expecting. Yeah, I agree. I think defining a goal and then adding the kind of strategy and tactics and then having the plan. I can speak as a realtor. I'm just going to pick geographic farming just as an example for a realtor. I'm going to do that. Okay. Well, I think I'll just farm this community. Well, why that community? Well, I drive through it. Okay. But if we're really talking about a strategy, let's use farming. Really, it has to start with how many homes sell every year there. And is there a dominant realtor in there? Ooh, Well, if they sold all of them, then probably not the community, right? If if there's only one sale a year, not the community. Is it the right price point? So really defining those things. And then, okay, you can't just be like, I'm going to farm. I'm going to send a postcard. Gosh, that didn't work. So if you're going to set a strategy, it means, you know, I know this is going to have to happen for about a year. I have to hit them three times, January, February, and March, and at least once a month after that for a year before the phone probably rings and they quit. That's right. Yeah. You have to do things over and over and over, like to the point where you're going to be sick of it. That's just when it starts to resonate with another person. So Again, I have a little analogy for you parents out there. If you have kids, how many times have you had to tell them to stop jumping on the couch, right? It wasn't one time. It wasn't two times. It wasn't probably two dozen times, right? (laughs) Sometimes your kid had to learn by falling off the couch. But the point is, you can't just say it once and expect for something to happen. So advertising one time, putting a postcard out there one time, doing a single social media post, will get you absolutely nothing. In fact, you're literally just throwing away money. It's about the consistency. And yeah, I know when you're looking at it, you're looking at your budget, you're thinking, wow, that's a lot of money over the year. But I would much rather help you with the plan that you can finance slowly over the year versus throwing away a fraction of that money and netting absolutely zero. That would be a bigger bummer. Oh, yeah. Well, I think it also, that's what people do. I tried that. It didn't work. Well, what'd you do? Well, I I sent two postcards. Nobody called me. Magic. I can't believe it. You mean the whole world didn't call you after two postcards that they usually take eight seconds from their mailbox to the trash can? Unbelievable, right? That's right. Did you do that? We talk about that. So I'm a financial advisor. Wow. You know what? I went to my mailbox and this really pretty postcard said he's the best financial advisor in the world. Come on. If we really think about it, we expect what we would never do to work with no consistency. And I laughed because you actually said one thing you have is a lot of people will call you and say, hey, I have a little money in the budget, right? Let's send a postcard. And it's like, uh-oh, let's hold the money and yeah. let's come up with a plan. But really, it's also thinking about marketing. So we think about marketing. And I think the natural thing is I need to talk about, Kim, I'm actually pretty fantastic. I'm really good at what I do. And everyone should know how great I am. And I should tell you how great I am by all the awards that I have been awarded. And the millions of dollars that I say I sell, which means you think that's what I make, which is the funniest, right? Million dollar producer and my cubic zirconia award. And need to tell people this because it's very important, Kim. So I think the thing is that we need to really think about is if marketing is connecting to people, 
what's the message? Because I think a lot of it, unfortunately, is I'm going to spend all my time just telling people that I'm fantastic, right? And yeah. I'm going to show my fantasticness in all that I do. And that's not what we're trying to do. Yeah, that's not the way to win friends. I know some big fancy realtors. And it's funny because my perspective was always, oh, they're not for me. They wouldn't sell my smaller house because it's not a giant mansion. So we have to think about sometimes that message, how it's hitting different people. That realtor could have lost it on millions and millions of dollars of houses that were smaller. But I think the key to what you're saying right now is probably about knowing your audience. That's like key to marketing. We don't sell Chinese food. We aren't in, I need to get my nails done business. Those are tangible things that people want. And there's very little investment for homes, for what we do. It's so much about building a relationship and building relationships. Isn't telling people how great you are. It's learning how to connect with the other people. So think of your business, every person you're meeting, it's like a date. You want to get to know them to see how you can best serve them, how you guys connect. So simple things like, what do you have in common? It makes sense to work in neighborhoods where you're the neighbor. But like you said, if there's already a realtor in that area, you're probably not going to break through that wall. So go find some places where you have some things in common. Build rapport with the people that you do know. Make sure that they know what you're all about. But more importantly, make sure you know what they're all about. If you are spectacular at selling a certain house or doing a certain loan program, find the people that need that help. I think we forget when we are subject matter experts. We forget that people are not as smart in that area as we are. And this probably could not be any more true than the world of finance. We did not get a lot of this in high school or college unless you specialized in finance. Understanding how to buy and sell a house, the markets tend to be very mysterious for most people. So when you're trying to build a client base, you can think of a mortgage or a house as a transaction. I'm going to get this sold. I'm going to get this bought. Or you can think about how can I help this family attain their financial goals? And this is something I've learned from the awesome loan officers I've worked with. What they do is try to help the family understand and for them to understand what the bigger financial picture is. So they can have all of the awards on their wall. They could have all of the email signature bugs telling that they're in the president's club and the diamond club. And that's great. But what I want to know is that you understand where I am with my financial picture and you can help me attain what I hope to get. Then you're building a relationship. You've gone from transactional to relational. And that is going to be the core of your repeat business is doing a great job but making that connection so that they remember your name. Again, when you're selling or buying a house, you're not going to do this dozens and dozens of times in your lifetime. You're going to do this a couple of times and you want to go back to somebody that you know and trust. So when you can build that relationship and the key to building the relationship is giving some value added. This is key before you even get into postcards and social media and what little tchotchkes can I give away? 
It's about building an authentic relationship by telling them what you can do for them. This is so timely because I think I told you about the story brand workshop I just did. And I just interviewed Tom Van Dyke, who was my story brand coach. Yeah. I think here's the key to change the mindset is if they need a lender or a realtor, we are solving a problem. What problem are we solving for them is why they need to connect with us, right? So the fact that you're fantastic and beautiful and you won every award does not help with their problem. So we've got to solve a problem, right? And tell the story. But when we tell the story, we always act like the hero and then it doesn't connect. Instead of the marketing really is, I'm going to solve your frustration, your problem. If I'm a lender, you need a mortgage. Who do I pick and what's the rate? So you've got to be answering questions and solving a problem to connect with them. And you have to show that you care because otherwise how great you are is irrelevant. I can get it cheaper over here. So I think when we flip it and say, okay, the funny thing is you go through this and you go on your website and you're like, oh, it's all wrong because it's all about you. You go on there and it's pictures of you and your team, which is great, but they ain't buying your team, right? It's like, where are you solving their problems? So when I saw this, I was like, wow, we all really need to reframe You've got to connect with them in the initial appointments. So as a lender or realtor, so the consultation is really where all this starts. And I think we talked about the successful lenders and realtors, I will say as well, they ask deeper questions. You had mentioned one great question is what are your long-term financial goals? But it's also we're moving. Well, where? To San Francisco. Well, is it more important that you get there sooner or you make more money? Tell me what the end goal is. If you could make this a perfect transaction from beginning to end, what would it look like? Well, why would it look like that? I haven't even asked yet how many bedrooms, you know what I mean? What is important to you so I can demonstrate how I can fill your need? So it's really that connection at the beginning, right? Because we all say we're their advisor, but are we? Because really, like if I didn't advise anything, if you signed some papers and I said, see you later, it was a transaction, right? So I think what we don't think about is where marketing comes in, because we talked about like step one, we have to treat yeah. like a friend, someone we want to help. But then if we've done that, what you said earlier, which was great, was everything we do moving forward becomes easier. Because I think then we turn the friend into spam. Well, I've got a market, right. so I'm just going to spam you. And an example I like to use is a car analogy. So if you think about it, so like a realtor might. So we're going to start sending postcards. And most of the postcards, I just sold this house. I sold eight houses. I sold 10 houses. Let's flip this. So if my car salesman started sending me postcards, I sold eight cars this month. I sold 12 cars this month. Now, of course, I'm like, how many days did you work? How much did you make selling those? Because I'm like, is that good? How much did the best guy sell? But really, what do I care? How many cars you sold is irrelevant to me because I'm not buying a car right now. That's what we're talking about. So to me... Once a client closes until their next loan or their next purchase, I have to stay relevant in relationship with them, not spam them, right? What do I care now? But if my car guy said, hey, Marjorie, I wanted to send you this little video, you know, a little pad in the middle that you never touch because you don't know what it is. Here's what it does. Hey, Marjorie, here's how this works. Or by the way, Marjorie, it's time for an oil change and here's $25 off. And hey, this is a community of people who have a car like you, but he could give me tips on how to operate my car and when I should maintain it. And by the way, we'll give you a loaner when you come in. That's convenient. He's helping me. And uh, hey, at this time, you need to think about this. Like he could educate me on this car that has technology that I don't understand or provide me value. So that's the same thing with us. Can you buy a house with me? And I start telling you how many houses I sell every month. 
well, you're not buying or selling. And by the way, now I'm just spamming you instead of me saying, Hey, Kim, you know what? It's October. It's time to clean your gutters. Here's a great company for you. You need to change your smoke detector batteries. Make sure you unplug your hose because it's going to freeze outside. And by the way, here's some really great places to get this. How can I help you learn about your home? How can I help you make it more efficient? Let's check your homeowner's insurance in two years. Should you refinance your PMI right now? Like these are valuable. I'm a homeowner. I'm going to make you more educated. That is help. But how great I am and how many houses I sold isn't. The same thing as the messaging that we were talking about. I think there's a key there of, do they care? If you got this postcard, fill in your blank. So if I'm sending you postcards, if you got that from your financial advisor, if you got that from the person who sold your car, right? Do you care? giving you any value. That is 100% accurate. We get folks who want to write a mortgage blog, or I want to educate you on all of the different mortgage programs. Well, no, thank you. I just wanted a mortgage so that I could get the house that I wanted. I mean, to stay in some contact, you have to have some sort of CRM to be able to send out some sort of message. And of course, we would love for all of them to be personal, but the point is to stay a little bit top of mind. And we do really focus on Okay, so we know one thing about every single client that we've had, and that is that they are homeowners. So what do I want to know as a homeowner? You know, I have to really channel what could I get in the mail that would be a value for me? So yeah, definitely. We send out a lot of information on how to be the best homeowner that you could be. So the biggest asset that you'll probably ever have can be something that adds value to your life. We definitely focus on this, but I think there's something that you said about the number of homes that somebody has sold or the number of cars. We don't build relationships by shouting out numbers. You're my friend. I can't be like, I've got this in numbers. I'm 5,000 days old. I couldn't even quantify my life. I weigh 130 pounds. That doesn't build our relationship. What does build our relationship is making you laugh. What does build our relationship isn't the numbers. We don't have relationships like that. We build relationships by telling stories and by finding common ground and by truly making each other laugh. I mean, how many times do you hear a woman says, I dated him because he made me laugh. It's about finding that thing. So when we think of marketing, it is 100% about what do other people need? The loan officer isn't what people need. It's what our loan officer's clients need or our realtor's clients need. And that's not going to be on the diamond award winner because that doesn't mean anything to me. But knowing that you can paint a picture of what my Thanksgiving is going to look like in this living room, that makes me feel like you understand me. Like, oh, hey, you said that you love having your family over for backyard barbecues you got to see this deck out here. I can totally see this. One of the first things that my staff and I did is we went to this advertising federation, a luncheon. This is five, six years ago. And there was all of this research that showed how much people love pets. People love dogs. I like people, but I love dogs. (laughs) Me too. And this is just a thing, right? We know that pet owners spend so much money on their pets. And we have done ads with pets. And I will tell you, those are the ones that resonate because when you talk to somebody who's in an apartment who can't have a pet, and then you show them a sprawling backyard that's fenced in, stop. You just changed everything for me. So this is what we like to think of. What is the story that we're telling? You can tell me that the house has 
4,000 square feet or the backyard is a half acre, I got nothing here. I can't visualize if that half acre is a slope, no thank you. I need this story. And that's what we do in marketing is we help tell that story so that you can feel that this house is now yours. And that's true on the loan officer side, not just the realtor side. Yeah. And I think it's also though on the loan officer side, for me, it's understanding why that's relevant for me. If you're going to tell me about the different kinds of mortgages, I joke all the time, like there's FHA and VHDA and USDA, and it's like all these DAs and A's, but it's like, here's why that's important to you. The USDA makes sense for you because it's hundred percent. And with this kind of property, this is going to have the best payment for you with what you're looking for. Sweet. So it's like, how do we relate it to them? And we talked about then it's also staying in relationships. So we take really great care of them. We form a relationship because they want to continue it. Because I think also a lot of people like, I didn't do that much with them during, but now, 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 I care. And I'm going to start marketing to them. No. So we got to really take great care of them, do a great job. We have to have a CRM absolutely because our little brains aren't going to hold this. It's just not going to happen. You start and you're like, I'll never forget all my clients. How do we stay in relationship? So once again, staying in relationship can be personal. I think it can be, again, home tips. Absolutely. For you guys also. Now, It can sound self-serving, but of course now, probably not when people are going to refinance. But if the rates blip down, like to me, you pay attention to anyone who bought, let's say for the next 18 months, those people who buy and the rates go down. You're giving me value saying, hey, Marjorie, the rates have gone down. Let's make this up. Let's pretend it's great and happy. 2%. You need to refinance. So let me help you now because it's relevant to me now. Not everyone should, but I should. So how do we say you bought your home a year ago? Here's some things that we want to help you with. Here's some things to remember. Or I can't believe it's been five years. Look, your systems are getting older. Do you need a referral for an HVAC person? Like to me, it's how do we turn those things inward? But how do we stay in relationships? So when you're in relationship with someone, we talked about things like birthday cards. Like we send birthday cards and anniversary cards and kids' birthday cards. We do this. I've done this for 20 years. I send that to people I'm in a relationship with. If I don't know you, I'm not sending you a card. I don't do it full of Marjorie stuff. It's not a business card. There's no business card in it. We talked about, do they have financial advisor questions? Should they have a trust? Like all these things that I'm like, maybe. Maybe I should, right? So I think, can we help educate them? Can we connect them with other people? Are they happy hour people or dog park? Let's meet people. Like, can we connect with them? What can we do that's valuable? And you're going to give them a couple of social media tips, but there's also some, to me, big no's in marketing. And this is not to put anyone down who's done this. We've all done these things, but really thinking about okay, I'm slow right now. I'm going to buy a billboard. I'm slow right now. I'm going to put my face on a shopping cart or, you know, the pharmacy bag people keep calling me. Right. So to me, it's like, oh, I got to get my name out there. So that's reach. Someone's going to tell you 50,000 bags of these are going to be printed. Well, that sounds good. Again, when we flip it, I can tell you I get prescriptions and I rip open the little bag. The bag's nice because it holds them. Right. So I don't have to try to juggle them. And then I get home and I rip the bag and I throw it away. So I think people need to think about there's some really not effective things to do like those. And look, if you're talking about your cubic zirconia club, driving past your billboards, awesome. Cause there I am. Don't I look yeah. good? My teeth look really white on that. You know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah. When you're driving down the road and you see somebody with their phone number, their email address and their website, I don't have a pen handy. I'm not going to write down your number. Same thing with radio ads. Nobody ever is going to remember your number from a radio ad unless it's something that translates well to radio, like 444-4444. But I'm never going to remember your name and number when I'm driving 60 miles an hour down the highway late for soccer practice, okay? So 
like knowing again how people are consuming, we're inundated from the second we wake up and check our phones to driving down the road, the emails that we get all day long. If you're not giving me something that I can use, then I'm just tuning it out. Really thinking about a consumer, the grocery cart ads, we love them, right? You get to have your face on there and maybe your friend sees you and you feel like it's really good. It makes you feel warm and fuzzy. But again, if you're going into a grocery store, moms are going to grocery stores, they've got kids in tow, they're hungry, they need to get those groceries and get out of there. They're not necessarily thinking about your picture on their grocery cart. If you think to the growing families who are going to be the ones that need to be moving up into new houses, they're also click listing now, right? (laughs) They may not even set foot in a grocery store or touch a grocery cart. So it's really sort of challenging a lot of the old media. Everything that I learned in school is irrelevant now. Newspaper ads, probably not your target audience. Radio ads, probably not your target audience. But I can make a great case for even doing something on Hulu or segmenting your audience. So there's a lot that your marketing department can give you in terms of value added. They can help you. When the salesperson is calling you, they're trying to put food on their table when they're selling those pharmacy bags. They don't care about you. They want you to buy that pharmacy bag. Your marketing department can help you compare apples to apples and apples to oranges. So if you're thinking about doing a pharmacy bag or social media ads or participating in events, at the very least, your marketing department can tell you these dollars will reach these number of eyeballs. These eyeballs might be more valuable than those eyeballs. And so that's something to consider as you're out there planning and and trying to build your relationships with complete and utter strangers. Yeah, really what it comes down to is I think It can't be an afterthought. A marketing plan, a marketing calendar is part of every year's plan, just like a profit and loss, just like anything that you do, your systems for your closings, right? And your intake of clients. It's a marketing plan. It's not an extra that just falls into place. It's got a purpose behind it. It's got goals. It's got measurables. It's how many times I'm going to do this. How are we going to make this happen? How much does it cost? Does it fit in the budget? And then someone's got to help you implement. So whether they are your marketing partner, whether it's someone in your team, it's got to have someone that's holding you accountable to being consistent in it, or you might as well not start it. To go through all of that and quit, you should probably then just not commit to it. So I think really when it comes down to it, this is the time when things are a little slower, when we're heading into the winter, right? When the market is shifting, it's time to really go, is my message effective? Am I solving a problem or am I just kissing myself because I'm so fantastic? What is it that I've been meaning to do, but haven't had time to do? What is it time to commit to? And if they're lucky... They have someone like you that they can work with because you're fantastic. I have heard some folks say that they're afraid to commit to an annual marketing plan because they think that they will fail on it. So break that up into chunks. Don't look at it as a year-long marketing plan. Start off with a quarterly plan. I think some people think that if they plan something for a year, then they can't deviate from it. This is a complete deviation. A plan is a plan. It's not set in stone. It's a roadmap. And so when detours come up, when your budget changes, when there's a pothole in the road, we get to switch things up a little bit. So what it is, is it's a nice roadmap that we can use to help keep ourselves accountable. And then you touched on something that I think is key. If you're not a consistent, organized person, don't beat yourself up over it. Like we need all types of people. Have somebody on your staff who is though, 
who can bug the heck out of you and say, remember, we got to do that ad. We got to do that postcard. We got to do that social media post. When you have those people who are lovely nags, I say that with love, then we're better. A lot of us like coming up with the crazy and the kooky. I'm the jazz hands kind of person. I want to walk a walk That's why I have other people on my staff who are like, Tuesday blog day, what did you want to say? They're much better at consistency. So even for me who preaches consistency, I need people who are more consistent than me to keep me on task as well. Yeah. I mean, we all do. Look, I mean, we all have a thousand things to do and we have to sell, we have to produce, we have to have client meetings, we have to have lives. So it's not that the intention isn't good. It's just that the plan and the implementation is what we need help with. So, yeah, but if you don't have a plan that I can guarantee you won't be successful because you'll do nothing. Lots of intention with no plan is nothing. Right. So I think that's that's exactly right. Well, Kim, you are fantastic. And I want to thank you, Kim, so much for joining me and giving us all insight on what we know we need to do. And it's time to make the plan and implement. And thanks to everyone for listening to Real Estate Unscripted. Real Estate Unscripted is sponsored by Alcova Mortgage. Alcova is committed to simplifying the mortgage process. Check out the tools we offer to realtors and home buyers at alcova.com slash realtors. Alcova Mortgage, equal housing lender. NMLS ID number 40508, org. Before we go, please show us some love by subscribing on your listening platform of choice and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you share this with your friends and be sure to listen in next week. Until then, this is Marjorie Adam. Don't forget to check out the show notes for a recap. This podcast was made possible by listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support.